Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 232. And I think I'm going to call it, is change actually possible? It's funny because, well, it's funny to me. I hope it's funny to y'all. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's not funny, funny. Okay, before I get started, let me just explain something. I know that there are some of y'all who probably don't love that I have ads on my podcast. Thankfully, very few people ever say anything, but I get it, you guys, Just so you know, I really do like the advertisers that I like, I say no to a lot anyway. um, But I'm just telling you guys, if you ever feel like you just have no reason to appreciate them, if you actually like the podcast, if not, don't listen to this part. But if you like the podcast, just know that um, if it was not for having ads on today's podcast, I probably wouldn't be doing a podcast this week, because I'm real tired. And when I get real tired, I get either a little um, sassy or a little dull. So we're going to hope for sassy today. Let's see how that goes. Anyway, so um, is change possible? Uh, what What's funny to me is that I was actually thinking about this last week, because last week was Thanksgiving week, like, that's the week. And I hosted our family's Thanksgiving in my home, meaning my extended family. So it was, I think 11 people. So not like a humongous kind of a thing. But it was, um, you know, a a legit family gathering. I was having my parents and my brother and his family over. Anyway, it always, always just kind of, woo, slaps me in the face that um, things are different now than they used to be when I do family Thanksgiving. So in my family, we switch off. So every third year, I get to do it. And I just have such a kind of a panicky memory of it was probably one of the years either right before or the year before that that I started this blog in a in a you know a slob comes clean in 2009 out of total complete desperation like oh my word what is wrong with me okay because I was so overwhelmed in my home and Thanksgiving hosting Thanksgiving in my home was so incredibly daunting you know, I said no to everything that entire fall, like starting in August, I was like, I can't I'm hosting Thanksgiving, which makes no sense. But whatever. Um, That is how overwhelming it was to me. So my messy house checklist that I know a lot of you guys have used in the past, there's podcasts on that and everything and a ebook and everything. But um, that's all based on how I had to get my house together, you know, and I have it laid out into two weeks. But I mean, it took me months that first time. So the huge difference between now what it's like for me to host Thanksgiving. And and honestly, I mean, I was ready to have more people if I needed to. I told my family, hey, if there's anybody that you run across that needs some place to go, make sure you invite them. I just didn't happen to run across anybody this time. Um, but, you know, so it, it wasn't like, okay, I'm, you know, just going to leave it bad for my family. I mean, like it's the house is different. And it's just those are kind of those nice little markers, which is one of the reasons why I think traditions and holidays and all those kinds of things are so important is they're just nice markers. They can also be really painful markers for other 
events and and things, you know, that you've been through in the years. But, you know, this is one valuable way to look at it as a marker, as I have an exact same scenario that I have experienced in the past. And this is completely different than that was. And it's because my home is significantly different than what it was like before. Um, what What's funny about that, though, the funny part is that then after I was already thinking that that's what I was going to do for my next podcast, I got a um, email from one of you. And like I always say, even though I'm going to address this email, guys, I generally get very similar emails all the time. Like, you know, I mean, from different people. So this is most definitely not just one person who's ever asked me this. And um, the subject line, I believe, was, is it possible for people like us to change? Um, and so we're going to kind of talk about that question um, and and kind of, you know, where she's coming from and all that. And I might get a little bit preachy about something. We'll see how that goes. Depends on what my sass versus dull level is on this day that I'm exhausted, you guys. Um, I guess there's something in every phase of life that can be exhausting. But yeah, teenagers are their own um, form of exhausting. It's fun. It's a fun life. But oh my word. And especially with Christmas season, it's just a bit. Why? Why? Just in case anybody listening to my podcast is in charge of science fairs. I'm just putting a request out there. First of all, my number one request, and I am going to offend somebody. I know it. But can we just do away with them? I mean, for real. They're the least favorite thing I ever did as a child and as a parent. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if that hurts somebody's feelings. But it's just true. And I'm in a mood. And my other request would just be, please don't make them do in December. I mean, really. But they are. Okay. Anyway, and they have been pretty much every year of my kids' existence. And that's just life. So, um, or maybe like if your town makes the football playoffs, then science fair gets canceled for everyone. That seems educationally logical, doesn't it? I'm just kidding. Anyway, here we go. Let's get into this one. Um, Oh, before I also get really started, I did want to remind you guys that I did put out a podcast on Thanksgiving Day. And I can tell that the normal people who downloaded on the first day, I'm just kidding, I didn't call you normal. That's not what I meant. The people who normally download it on the first day, none of us are normal who listen to this podcast. Um, But those of y'all who normally download it on the first day, a lot of you didn't. And it was really good. Um, Not I mean, I know I'm saying that. But what I did was I did something different that I haven't done before, which is I did a strategy session with one of my Patreon supporters, like person to person. And I'm saying it's really good because I've actually gotten specific emails from people saying that they really, really enjoyed it. So I'm not saying I was really good. I did listen to it. And my voice, you know, gets on my nerves anyway. But especially in interviews, for some reason, I just get a lot more intense and weird sounding. And then I do this really, (laughs) 
weird laugh and I'm sorry about that, but I think the content is really good um, as far as just for you to see that there really are more people. I know I tell you guys that, but I think having that conversation and kind of what we did is we talked through different questions that she had in her home about decluttering with her kid, um, about, you know, storing Christmas decorations and just general storage issues in her house and, um, and then something else. And I forget what that was. Oh, her out of the routine. She's a nurse. And so she works a, you know, a difficult schedule where she'll work three 12 hour days in a row. And then so it's always constantly getting out of the routine as soon as she gets into it. So we just kind of talked through those things. And it was fun. So go back and listen to that one as well. You can listen to this one first. You don't need to listen to that one first. Whew, here we go. Okay. And if you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. People at the $5 a month or more level um, get invited to a super secret Facebook group. And then you can also, you know, put in to, to be, um, do one of these strategy sessions that I'm assuming I will continue doing in the future, though that's not guaranteed. Okay. All right. So is change possible? So like I said, I started thinking about this with Thanksgiving. So the biggest difference is I was not panicked. I mean, I did not feel a panic about it. Um, I did not dread it. I really didn't do anything different in my home until, okay, I did do some things different and I'll get to that, but I didn't do anything different until the week of. So probably the Saturday before, although the Saturday before, I can't actually remember. My brain is not working because I'm really tired. But um, I think I kind of started that Saturday before. And then on Monday, I went hardcore down my list. I was making a list of things that were, you know, to go along with like the messy house checklist stuff that I do. Um, just things that I really wanted to get done that were outside of the normal cleaning Okay, things that I really wanted to make happen. Um, And some of those things I deleted from my list on Tuesday morning. I went, you know what? Nah, not going to happen. And that's fine. And I was, you know, always readjusting still, but um, I didn't really start doing special Thanksgiving prep until that Monday. Um, Big difference from August 1st, right? Uh, For those of you who might be listening to this in the future and are not in the US, Thanksgiving is the last weekend. No, (laughs) I think it's, it's either the fourth Thursday or the last Thursday in November, whatever. That's what it is. Um, that's the difference. Okay. Is that I was not panicked. I was not dreading it. Okay. I really didn't have any kind of feeling of, Oh my goodness, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why do I do this to myself? I really didn't experience anything, any of that this time. Now, knowing that it was coming, I had been really, really vigilant about keeping up with stuff. So um, those of you who are new, go ahead and prepare to be offended over what I'm going to just going to say, but then I'll explain it. And then you can go listen to the podcast where I over explain it and know. Um, but I do have someone who comes and cleans for me every other week. And she came the Thursday before Thanksgiving. So we had a week to go. Um, just my little short version of that is that uh, having a cleaning person does not solve your slob problems the way that you think that it would. Um, you still have to do all of the daily and the picking up and the dishes and the laundry and all that stuff that I used to never actually get to the cleaning because I would let that pile up. Anyway, so and also for the first seven years of what I call my deslobification process, which is what I write about, I did not have this. So it wasn't until I've been doing it on my own improving my home on my own for seven years that I got someone to come clean. But anyway, um, so, you know, she came and she cleaned and I told my family, I said, guys, 
everybody's coming down for Thanksgiving on Thursday. And they're like, what? It's Thanksgiving next week? And then they're like, what? Everybody's coming to our house? You haven't told us this. And I'm like, I've told you 16 times, but whatever. This is when it needs to matter. The house is clean at this very moment. Keep it clean for a week. And one of my children said, have you seen what we can do to this place in a week? (laughs) And I went, (laughs) yes. And that's why I'm telling you this. And then another of my children went, okay, everybody, everybody, guys, I do not want to clean. Do not get the house messy. And it kind of made me happy um, for this child to be stressed out over that. Anyway, because we all know what we can do to a house in a week. Um, so I did have my list of bigger things to do um, with my goal being to vacuum on I think it was to vacuum on Wednesday night. I have in my notes here, I actually have notes written, which hopefully will say be the saving grace for this. Uh, I think I vacuumed on Wednesday night. It might've been Tuesday night, but Wednesday was my day to cook. So I did not want to be doing any kind of major cleaning other than just the vacuuming Wednesday night, but I might've done it Tuesday, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so that, that was my, that was my goal. Okay. Was, and I was also going to trust the fact that the major cleaning had been done and we just needed to, um, you know, wipe down the bathrooms and, you know, get things decent and, you know, dust and vacuum, that kind of stuff. It was busy. It was crazy but it wasn't frantic. So here's something that I observed. There is an element of crazy that comes along with hosting a large gathering, especially one based around food in your home. Think about your own mama or grandma or whoever it is that you can picture going to their house and whether they had cleaning issues or not, you would never have known it because their house always looked perfectly fine when you got there. Okay, think about that person or those people And remember how it's a rare woman, just going to say it, woman, man, whatever, anybody who wants to do it, who can host a huge family gathering, cooking a major meal with lots of different dishes, detailed dishes, who doesn't get just a little bit stressed out, right? It's pretty rare that somebody does that and doesn't get stressed out. It's kind of the weirdo who's super duper calm and chill about making a turkey and all the stuff to go with it and having all these people in their home, right? So what I'm trying, the reason I bring that up is it might have come up between my husband and I, and I might've had to say, this is normal. Okay. This is not the, this is not the Dana has issues, sob, sob stuff. You know, don't, don't tell me to calm down when I'm freaking out about <clears throat> the fact that you're making jerky in my kitchen and it's Tuesday night and um, Thanksgiving's in two days, but whatever. Um, I said, you know, I I was just like, just remember that this is normal, even for normal people to be a little bit stressed out over hosting a big gathering and having a bunch of people in your home and cooking a big meal and all the things that has to be done for it. One of our sponsors today is Native. With Native, you take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. So let's talk about armpits how to keep them from getting stinky. Kind of important stuff, right? Native uses ingredients, you know, less is more with Native. Their formula contains simple ingredients you understand. So you know, everything that's in their deodorant. Native is also aluminum free, safe and effective. So I have personally now tried two different scents of deodorants from Native. I've tried coconut and vanilla. 
that's one scent, which smells so incredibly delicious. Yes, I said delicious about the smell of my deodorant anyway. Um, and also cucumber and mint. So I, I like both of them. But honestly, I keep going back to the cucumber and mint, because it's just this really subtle, but nice scent. And you guys know how I am about scents. So these are things that I really have liked a lot. I was worried, honestly, one of the things that concerned me was how it was going to go on because I do have sensitive armpit skin. Is that too much information? Anyway, and um, I don't like anything that, you know, doesn't glide on well. And I've worn it, it glides really, really well. And I've worn it in several stressful situations and didn't get stinky. So yay for that. For 20% off of your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use clean during checkout. That's the code clean. That's 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use clean during checkout. The reason I bring that up is that I feel like with people like us who especially, you know, I mean, so my own story, as you know, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, is that I was completely overwhelmed in my home. It was constantly a disaster. I would clean up for a party. It would go back to being a disaster. I didn't know why I could not keep it consistently under control. Um, I've come a long way. I figured it out. Not that it's not still a struggle. Okay. But for people like me, we tend to think that all of that is one thing. Because when we host something like Thanksgiving, after having been stressed out about it for two to three months and stressing out our family for two to three months, then the stress of Thanksgiving is just kind of the icing on top of the exploding cake. You know, like it's just, it's kind of that final last straw. It's the pinnacle of stress of what has been an entirely humongous big stress thing. And so because we think of it that way, we also start to think that if I had my house under control, Thanksgiving wouldn't be a stressful thing to prepare for. And that's an unrealistic expectation. Okay, so we think that I have failed if I have any stress, or if I snap at anybody for having the audacity to cook something in my kitchen the day before Thanksgiving when I just had it cleaned and I've finally got everything put away and all the dishes done and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, you know, we think, oh my goodness, I snapped at them for that. I am such a failure at my house because we're used to thinking of ourselves as being a failure in our home. Does that make sense? So that is one of those things that there is an element of crazy, but the beauty of it too is that because I was not freaked out for two to three months ahead of time, the craziness of Thanksgiving was just the craziness of Thanksgiving. And I was able to separate separate those things and go, just because I'm feeling a little bit stressed about the craziness of hosting these people in my home does not mean that, oh my goodness, what was the point of me doing having ever done anything? I've been working on my house forever and I'm still stressed out over this. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just reality. I don't feel like a failure just because of that kind of stress. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So anyway, my husband is incredibly helpful. He was so helpful in getting everything ready. Um, but I did have to explain to him, there will come a point where I need nobody in the kitchen. Okay. Where there is no more cooking. We're not going to cook on a Wednesday night. And that's another thing too. That is something that I had to remind myself. It's okay. 
people do this. You know, there's memes about it. There's a whole bunch of food in the fridge and there's a whole bunch of food that's already cooked, but you're not eating a bite of it until two o'clock tomorrow on Thanksgiving day. And so we're going to go get Chinese food tonight. I mean, like, and yet before, because everything was so overwhelming, I used to think, oh my goodness, if I could just have my kitchen under control, then we wouldn't end up going to get fast food the night before Thanksgiving just because I'm so scared of messing it up. No, that's normal to not want to. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there are people who think ahead to not do that and blah, blah, blah. Yay for them. All right. So is it possible to change? Yes, it is. Big time. Change has happened in my home. Um, Rooms are decluttered. Not that they don't get cluttered and messy. Um, I did not have to do a major overhaul. Okay. So let me try to think of some things that I was going to do. I had on my list to clean out the refrigerator. That was something I had to do because it was kind of gross. And um, that's just one of those things that helpful people are going to be getting in and out of your refrigerator. They're going to bring something that um, doesn't quite need to be set out on the table yet. And they're going to go stick it in your refrigerator. And so I wanted my refrigerator to be clean. Now, when I say I cleaned out the refrigerator, what I actually mean is my daughter cleaned out the refrigerator. Hallelujah for teenagers. But really, that was truly, truly lovely that she did that for me. Of course, I had kids who were working and at football practice and all that kind of stuff the whole week. But they, the kids also did things like clean the bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. So it was extremely helpful. So we went through the bathrooms. We did, um, I don't think I did any laundry last week. I'll just tell you. I think I did one load of, hey guys, anybody need clean underwear? And that was it. So just being honest there. Oh, I wanted to declutter my kitchen cabinets because... They just happen to, I don't even know how stuff just multiplies, but my kitchen cabinets needed to be decluttered again because I knew I was going to probably need to grab a saucepan while somebody was here. And I was like, you know what? It'd be nice to not have to rearrange 15,000 different things to get to that saucepan. And it would be nice for the cabinet doors to close once I get it. You know, I mean, so anyway, I just, those were some things that I was like to make it more functional when I have people here and to avoid some of the embarrassing situations that I have experienced in the past in such times of having lots of people over, um, I was, these were things on my list. Um, there was some other stuff. Do, 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 do. I don't remember. I do remember that I was going to clean the dining room chandelier. It's not a big chandelier. Don't picture something super fancy, but it is a small chandelier with little crystal-y things hanging off of it that the lady who we bought the house from was super duper proud of anyway. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I think I hurt her feelings because I wasn't quite as excited about it as she was when she found it at a flea market or something like that. But it is pretty. And I think, you know, my cleaning person, I think she basically does it, but it needed to like have all of the little crystal things taken off and washed and put back on. I did one and I went, yeah, that's, that's kind of a hassle. And I don't think it's that noticeable because it's not like it had big globs of dust hanging off of it. It just wasn't super shiny and lovely looking. Um, so I just took that off the list and I was like, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Of course, I wish that I had time to do this. And 
there are other things that I, you know, the things like cleaning out under the kitchen, uh, the decluttering the kitchen cabinet, cleaning out the fridge, meaning like every single shelf comes out and gets scrubbed and washed and shinied and all that kind of stuff. Um, that kind of stuff that's bigger than my normal stuff. Yeah, that got done, but I couldn't do it all. I had to readjust. I decluttered our shoes by the back door because they just kind of grown. Um, you know, and so I took all the out of season things, put them in a box, stuck them in the closet don't look in that closet. And, you know, just really declared that down so that it would be under our clutter threshold and be able to be handled. Oh, something else I had on there was um, that kind of changed was I have a I think I'm gonna write a blog post about it, too. But I had a um, like a decorative piece that when my friends came and helped me to decorate my living room, they brought something for me to put on my dining room table. It's this kind of this long, like super long, three foot long, super narrow wooden bowl thingy ish. And all these cute, I mean, they really are cute little natural twine balls type things or something. And it's just purely decorative. And it's over my clutter threshold. I can't move it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so I texted my friend and I said, Hey, do you want it back? And she said, No, I don't need it. Because she's one of those people who isn't like, well, I might need it in the future, like I've always been. Um, Like I try to not be anymore. Um, Anyway, so she didn't want it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to donate it. And then I went, oh, it can actually go here on top of my piano because I decluttered that. And so I did end up keeping it. But you know, it's little things like that, that I've been meaning to do forever. This is such a great opportunity. You know, a big event like this is such a great opportunity for me to actually get those things done. Um, so what else has changed? Well, you know, the fact that every two weeks, we get our house pretty close to ground zero, meaning like pretty close to every single thing being picked up, all dishes being cut up, all laundry being cut up so that then the person who comes in and does the floors and the dusting and the bathroom is able to do that because it's not under a pile of dirty dishes or dirty clothes or whatever. Um, The fact that we do that ground zero every two weeks is huge. I mean, it's huge in how my home is able to be maintained. Um, Another way to have a ground zero every two weeks or every week is to consistently have people in your home. You know, it's just that it's that trigger thing of my brain going, oh, yeah, we can't just keep on going and not noticing things. We have to actually have our eyes open up and we notice that things are going on. Um, Dailies happen. You know, we do the dishes every day. I don't always get the kitchen exactly perfect after I do the dishes. But as long as I do the dishes every day, I run a full load of dishes every day, I never get crazy behind. And it's just a matter of touching up, and then it's back under control. I had really, like I said, I'd really focused hard on the dailies in that week before. So is change possible? Yes. In a real house and real life. So part of partly my perspective has changed. Partly, um, well, big part is that my home has changed and the decluttering is everything. You know, the fact that things have a home because I've gotten rid of things that were never going to home, going to have a home because there simply wasn't enough space. That's huge. I mean, that means that it's a matter of five minute pickups to get the house back under control instead of huge decluttering sessions. So the decluttering that I've done over the years has had so much impact. Plus the dailies, you can't have one without the other. Um, oh, here's a big thing. This is really big. So my bedroom is always a struggle. Um, It has been a little bit better lately, or actually a lot better lately. It's been a lot better overall, but then I'll just kind of end up, oh, 
I'm going to stick this here for right now because there's this little space where we don't walk in the bedroom. And so it's just kind of a convenient space for a thing that needs a place to go. So I'll put that there and then it just collects. and Anyway, but I've been working on it. It's so much better, way, way, way better. And we had to put our dogs in our bedroom just to kind of, you know, give them their own space uh, in, in their crates. I love my dogs so much. My German Shepherd doesn't necessarily love people outside of our family. Our family, she is like an adorable, precious little puppy dog. Other people come in and she has a hard time with other people being in our house. So anyway, so for her safety, for our safety, for everybody's safety, and for everybody just being happy. Anyway, she got to spend Thanksgiving Day in her crate and then outside once it warmed up. But so she was in a crate, or both of our dogs were in here together in a crate, in their own crates. Nobody cares, Dana. Anyway, in our bedroom. And my sister-in-law had never met our German Shepherd, Cinder. And she really wanted to meet her. And I was like, sure, come in here. They're in our bedroom. Can we all have a moment over the fact that I did that? Was my bedroom perfect? (laughs) No. No. Did I let her in? Yeah, I did. It was that much improved that I was willing to let her in because there have been so many times that that those other Thanksgivings that I was talking about before, before I started, you know, really working on my home and getting my home under control. Not only was my bedroom a disaster on its own, it was also the dumping ground for all those things that simply did not have a place in my home and I had to have some place to put them. And so I would just dump everything in the master bedroom, lock the door And there was no way to get in without actually unscrewing the doorknob and taking the doorknob off of the door. So it was, it really was, we would say, I would say this drove my husband bananas, but I would say before they were scheduled to come, I'd say, okay, guys, is there anything else that you need out of our bedroom? Because if there's anything you need, you cannot get to it until after people leave. And I would lock the door. Like that's how, and then once people left, we would get out the screwdriver, unscrew the doorknob, take the doorknob off so that we could get in. That is a big improvement. If I do say so myself. Let's talk about one of our sponsors for this episode, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. So here in the podcast, I'm talking about some marriage issues, but you guys, I am not a marriage counselor nor a marriage expert. I'm also going to talk about how many times there are layers of issues to deal with. So kind of the thing that makes you upset with one another sometimes isn't the actual real issue. So Yay for better help. Okay, I'm so glad that they came along. Uh, They have 3000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though it's not a crisis line. One big advantage since I know I have readers all over is there's a broad expertise in the network which might not be locally available in your area. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. 
Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Okay, so when I first started cooking, I only ever cooked with, only knew how to cook with chicken breasts and ground beef. But as I got a little bit more confident in the kitchen and a little more adventurous, I started trying different cuts of meat. And my family was really excited about that. But knowing what to get can be a lot to figure out. And then there's the issue of finding high quality meat. Our sponsor, ButcherBox, is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide, except for Alaska and Hawaii. Sorry. Um, So basically what they do, you go on their website, you can either go with boxes that they have set up already, or you can pick out your box. And it comes to your door, like with dry ice and everything. It's already frozen. It's individually packaged. I don't have to process. I don't have to like cut up and redistribute or anything. I just go ahead and take what was in the box, stick it straight in the freezer, and all is good. Right now, you can get two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon absolutely free, plus $20 off your first box. I have so many ground beef recipes we love and we adore bacon. So this is awesome. Just go to butcherbox.com slash slob or use promo code slob at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash slob or use promo code slob at checkout. Okay, now the question that I received, which there was more to it than this, but was what is changeable for people like us? So this is a different question. Okay, I've been talking about how my house has changed. My house has changed significantly. Are people like us, though, able to change? Yes. But let me just clarify what I believe, how I believe we're able to change. Okay. Now, I have talked about this in different ways on lots of different podcasts. So if something in this one makes you go, I can't believe she said, go listen to some of the other ones where I talk about brains and our personalities and working with how you are and accepting how you learn and blah, blah, blah. Okay, go listen to some of those and, and you know, r- realize if I offended you, who knows what I'm going to say today. I'm real tired, remember? Okay, so are we changeable? Yes. So here's some things that have changed about me. My understanding of my home, its realities, how things actually work, the fact that there's dishes math, okay, that one day's worth of dishes takes 15 minutes and is worth my time to spend those 15 minutes because two days worth of dishes takes an hour. That understanding has changed. I have gained understanding. My level of understanding of the realities of what is required to keep my home under control and not perfect, but keep it from being a disaster, I finally get it. Like I'd said earlier in the podcast, I used to get my house ready for a party or for Thanksgiving. It looked great, except for the master bedroom, that door was locked, but everything looked great or the garage or the trunk of the car. And I would look at my house and go, this is what I want my house to look like. And then three days later, it was back to being worse than it ever was before. And I didn't know what was happening. I know now. So that has changed. All right. My experience has changed. I have experienced the fact that one day's worth of dishes isn't overwhelming. And so it's worth my time. 
I have experienced that there's a huge difference in how overwhelmed I feel by one day's worth of dishes versus two days worth of dishes versus three days worth of dishes. Okay. I have experienced that laundry day is a thing. So we don't ever get crazy behind on laundry. So that a week where nobody's wearing their normal clothes because they're not going to school, they're not wearing uniforms, people, you know, we can kind of go an extra week. It wasn't great. And did I have a lot of laundry this week? I did, but I got right back to it because I have that experience of knowing I can do a laundry day. I have the experience of knowing that if I do a laundry day, my house stays under control. All of those, that is experience and that has changed. Okay. My knowledge has changed. For you guys, your knowledge has changed because you found this podcast. You found out I'm not the only one. This works better for me than other methods might work for me or other methods that have failed in the past. Here's why. I now know why that has changed. My amount of stuff to deal with. That's probably been the biggest change. I simply don't have the stuff in my house that I used to have that used to be so overwhelming. That has changed. I mean, I would say... If I just have to make up math, I was going to say I probably have a 10th of what I used to have, but let's say a fifth even. I have so much less stuff in my home, which means even when it goes back to being a disaster because I'm completely caught up in some project that I'm working on, it's a 10th of the disaster that it used to be or a fifth of the disaster or whatever. Okay. Um, Our routines have changed. We have routines. We have actual routines that really do work when we are keeping up with them. Okay. So that those things have changed. Okay. Has my brain changed? I don't know. I think we need a professional to say that. No, I don't think so. I think it's much more me understanding my brain and what I have to do to keep things under control. It's kind of like my decluttering strategy of taking things where they go the minute that I know where they go and, you know, take it there right now instead of making a box full of things that are going to go to the garage eventually or to the master bathroom or things that I'm just going to generally put away like a general keep box. I can't do that. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm saying I can't do that because my brain, once it's in that box, even though I had great intentions of finishing and putting it away and blah, 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 it's never going to happen because once it's in that box, my brain forgets all about it. Okay. So, you know, do our brains change? I'm sure that there's some sort of neurological blah, 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 whatever. I have no idea on that, but I'm telling you, I have found it so much more effective to embrace strategies that actually work for how my brain works instead of trying again and again and again with strategies that people who have naturally organized homes, naturally organized ways of thinking brains, instead of trying to use those ways, failing again and again and again and thinking, I can't do this. When I accept how my brain works and the strategies that work with how my brain works, then I make actual progress. Okay. So here, here was part of the question. All right. Again, 
I'm sure a lot of y'all have all thought this. I'm sure I've gotten this question at other times and just didn't hit me at the right time to talk about it. But here's the question. Um, Part of the question. Do you think that this is just how we are? Or are we using it as an excuse to not change our behaviors? It's hard to know how much of it is just accepting who we are and moving from there versus trying to change each other. And she's talking about she and her husband with hopes of creating new future behaviors. Um, I don't think that's the or, okay? How accepting how we are doesn't mean we don't change our behaviors. I accept who I am so that I can find actual behaviors that actually change my home. Does that make sense? So accepting that it is not natural to me does not mean that I don't do anything. Instead, it means that I put stuff in place that helps me do it anyway, even though it's not natural to me. Okay. And it's possible that I'm misunderstanding or whatever, but I'm just telling you like, cause I, I do, this is more of a question a lot of times. And at least the way that I'm kind of interpreting it, that I get from somebody who just finds out what I do, but they don't actually know what I do. Like they find out, oh, you talk about cleaning and organizing and it's called the slob comes clean. Oh, okay. So you just accept being a slob. And I'm like, well, no, the whole point was that I didn't want to be a slob anymore, but I didn't actually start making real progress until I accepted that this is actually how my brain works. And I have to work with that or it's never going to work and be successful. Okay. Cause I had tried all the standard ways that were supposed to work and they didn't work for me, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Um, so something about, you know, she was just mentioning and she said her husband's amazing and lovely and great and takes care of his own stuff and all that kind of stuff. But he does get frustrated with her sometimes. Here is what I want to say about that. This is normal. It's kind of like the kitchen at Thanksgiving, pretty much 98% of women who are hosting Thanksgiving in their home, who are you know, cooking a big dinner for a big group are going to get a little bit stressed out and maybe a little bit cranky here and there. A hundred percent of marriage relationships are going to have times where you get on each other's nerves. And it's a lot of times these big struggles that cause us to get on each other's nerves. I mean, so, you know, I, my husband is amazing. I'm so incredibly glad that he's accepting of me. He loves me. He, you know, I, I, I really, I'm so incredibly thankful for him. However, my messiness gets on his nerves just because he accepts me and he loves me just like I am. Doesn't mean that the mess doesn't get on his nerves. Does that know what I'm saying? Okay. So I, I think that's one of those things to clarify and just a couple things that have nothing to do with what this person said, but that just, I have been going through my brain, you know, as every married couple has different times where you just kind of get on each other's nerves a little bit more. And, um, and so I just thought, you know, I would address these things because I know that that often, um, comes to light within the subject of housekeeping and cleaning and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, because it is annoying when there's no clean dishes or it is annoying when all of the kitchen cabinets are open or all the drawers are open or whatever, those things are annoying. So the fact that my husband loves me doesn't mean it doesn't hurt when he runs into a drawer that I left open (laughs) and I feel really bad. I do. I promise I feel bad. I'm not laughing. I really, I feel terrible about it (laughs) anyway, but, but see what I'm saying. Okay. So I think it's one of those times where you have to go, 
it's not all or nothing, you know, and, and sometimes there are other things. Okay, so I was in a situation recently. I'm not going to name names. It's not a family member. Nobody listens to the podcast, whatever. It's not like, and it's, it's a situation that I totally understood. But something came up that someone had done and someone else was like horrified, a, a genuine, honest mistake that someone had made. This other person had no patience for it. Like no, to the point where we were kind of like trying to ease the situation here. Like (laughs) it's not that big of a deal, but like just no patience. And it was out of character for the person who didn't have patience for the mistake. Okay. And I really was kind of mind boggled by it. I was like, this is not like this person to be so incredibly irritated over the honest mistake that somebody else made. It was completely out of character for them. And then in thinking about it later, I realized, oh, I forgot that there's history there. There is hurt that has happened in the past, some kind of deep hurt within this relationship. And I went, oh, it wasn't about the thing they made an honest mistake about. It was about the hurt. Okay. And I've I've said it before, and I kind of you know, default and copy Dave Ramsey here, you know, and he will say when people call into his show, which I don't get to listen to much anymore, because it's super late at night in Dallas now, but whatever. Um, But he will say to people when they start, you know, like they're having real issues over money in their marriage. And I don't, I don't, I can't tell you exactly what the trigger is that makes him say this, but he will say, sounds like you have a marriage issue, not a money issue. Sounds like you need marriage counseling before you deal with the money. That's what's going on here. And I think that the reason I bring this up for me is that it's, y'all saying when I've been trying really hard to keep the house under control and I've been working hard and I've been doing so much better at the dishes than I ever used to do. And then the kitchen is a disaster and a comment gets made. It hurts. It hurts me more than other things hurt. And do you know what I tend to do? Say something back about something that the other person is sensitive about. And that's wrong. And so this thing that this, you know, because because here's the thing is like, somebody pointed out my fault made me feel bad. So I want to be sure that they know they've got faults too. Okay. And you know, I always talk about how I can only change my own behavior. I can't actually change someone else's behavior. So one of the things that I can do in these situations, and this has been a good reminder for myself, is to go, Dana, keep your mouth shut. If this is becoming a sticking point, if this is becoming something, if something's coming up that is really frustrating, my husband, who is otherwise a very kind and generous, but nobody is roses all the time right? And I'm glad he's not. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that, that he's the person we are the most comfortable with each other than as we are with anybody in the entire world. You know, I mean, I'm glad for that. I'm glad we can both completely and totally be ourselves. So we're going to do things that get on each other's nerves, you know, but when I feel like I'm being, you know, criticized or whatever, I have to go, okay, what else is going on here? Because most likely, there is something else going on here. We've got some lack of communication with each other, lack of showing love to one another, lack of understanding. You know, maybe I have 
it's possible that I've said something unkind, like get your jerky out of my kitchen. I don't know. My husband likes to make jerky anyway, but it's so messy sometimes. But like, you know, maybe I have been rude about that and, you know, didn't acknowledge how much he loves to do that and how that's something he really enjoys doing when he's off of work and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, like, so then there's a lash. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. So just acknowledging that a lot of times there's something underlying. So I was the recipient of some road rage the other day. It wasn't terrible. Um, Just, you know, we were sitting in a light and it's the light, you know, the other side goes forever and ever and ever. And then we only get 10 seconds at the most, you know, for to however many cars to get to go because we're the side street anyway. And I had waited and I had waited and I had waited because, and I mean, I think I had waited like seven of the 10 seconds. I really was trying so hard to not honk, but I was like, if I don't honk, we're going to have to wait an entire another thing because they were on their phone. I've done it before. People have had to honk at me before. Anyway, so I had to honk and, and I was like, you know, I, I didn't make a face. I didn't anything, but I was just like, I don't, another thing to do is I guess tap them from behind with car and you're not supposed to do that. So anyway, um, I mean, I, I really, I didn't know what else to do, but I really needed to make this light and legitimately they were not paying any attention. So anyway, so I honked, um, I honked, I wish there was like a happy honk and a mad honk, but anyway, I'm starting to ramble. Um, and I thought we were okay, you know, and then I noticed they were going really slow and then I passed them. I was trying to like not zip past them. I was just trying to just go very casually. And I had a you know smiling look on my face like, oh, did I honk at you? I don't even remember. <laughs> That's how much I don't care. Um, anyway, and they honked really mean at me when I passed. And I just went, and of course it made me mad. Of course it did, right? And I did maybe lift up my phone and mouth really big. You were on your phone. Anyway, sorry if it was you. I apologize. But anyway, it, it made me think because there have been times where, you know, sometimes somebody honks at me because I didn't see the light had turned green. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. And sometimes I mean, it ticks me off. And I am. And it's never about the honk. Okay, because it's legit, right? You know, it's a green light, we're sitting there, we all want to go, you're in your car, you want to go somewhere. Just the simple fact that now if you honk at me, before it turns green, just because you saw the other one was yellow, I am going to go 15 miles an hour in front of you, but whatever. But the the truth is, it's not about the honk. Okay, it's about whatever else is going on in my life. That's stressing me out. What is my stress level like right now? What what else is going on with me that this just was kind of the tip of the iceberg? This was the straw that broke the camel's back and whatever kind of other trite phrase that you can think of. Like, what is it that this made me so mad when it shouldn't have? And Sometimes if you feel like, why is there a fixation on this thing that they know is hard for me and blah, blah, think, okay, what else is going on? And where could I maybe try to be a little bit more understanding or help them out um, to take a little bit of this pressure or whatever off of them that then helps with this? I am not a marriage counselor. You should go see a professional marriage counselor, if you have marriage issues, I shall not be responsible for anything other than you being nicer to each other that I will take responsibility for anyway. Okay. Um, I think that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I think I've blathered on for long enough. Yay for sponsors that make me actually, um, record a podcast when I really don't feel like it. 
All right. Uh, don't forget to go back and listen to the one from last week where I talked with Elizabeth about her unique challenges in her home and her lifestyle and um, go be a patron at patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. There will also be a show note link. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.